Hi, welcome to Upgrade Your Faith. I'm Luke Gridless, and this is our bite-sized Bible study. Today we're continuing on in the book of 1 Peter. We find ourselves in chapter 2, verse 18. Again, that's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. And we again are top, uh, tackling a, a hard topic, a topic that is challenging, especially to uh, today's culture. And so what we talked about yesterday was that this need to submit to government. And now Peter moves on to talk about another structure that was in place at that time, which was the structure of slavery. And so um, in verse 18, he's talking to those who are servants and slaves. And this is what he says. He says, servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it when you are beaten for your faults, if you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, did not revile in return, and when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, but whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And so, again, he's talking about this, this topic of submission. And it's hard for us, especially in our society, where, where slavery and servitude are not as common, at least in, in Western civilization. You still see it in a lot of places around the world. For us to fully understand what's happening here, and sometimes we read this and we go, this, this can't be right. Is, is the Bible promoting slavery? No, the Bible is not promoting slavery. And we need to remember, too, slavery in these times was not always, not always, exactly like the type of slavery we are used to in the United States. You would often see in times in Old Testament and even sometimes in New Testament where when someone took on so much debt that they were no longer able to provide for their families, instead of being broken destitute, sometimes what they would do is they would sell themselves. Go, look, I will be your employee. I will be your slave. I will do whatever work you have, but you provide food and you provide care and provide protection to me and to my family. And in Jewish custom... Seven years was the magnitude of that. After every seven years, you were let go of that. And so uh, that's not to say that there wasn't brutal slavery. There absolutely was, especially under the Romans. Uh, and so you have, you have a spectrum of the servitude and slavery there. And the Bible is not saying that's good. What the Bible is saying is, is if you were a slave before you became a Christian, you accept Jesus Christ and become a Christian, you wake up the next day and now you're a Christian slave. And you should not be using your Christianity as a motive to push through or to change the structure you have, right? You being a Christian doesn't get rid of the worldly structure you're in. It doesn't mean the worldly structure you're in is good. It just means that is not a reason for you to rebel. Now, the other thing that's important for this is a lot to do with method. And so it's important that you look at what he, he says here, right? Because it's not necessarily saying that you don't fight these structures. It's not necessarily saying that you don't try to end these structures. 
because look at how he compares it, right? He says, servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. So the character of your master is not an issue here, right? You are still called to be submissive in the structure you're in. Um, what he says, though, is this. But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us. And so Peter is drawing an example between those who are being submissive both to government and to uh, masters, whether in slavery or servitude, of how Christ responded to those who oppressed him. Right When Jesus comes, you see he faces all kinds of persecution. He faces all kinds of pain and hurt. The trial against him is a sham. He's physically beaten. He's physically killed. Right? He goes through all of these things. But notice what happens with Christ's behavior. Christ suffers commendably, right? It says in verse 23, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. And so the big thing that he's saying here is the way that we handle this suffering reflects our character. It doesn't mean the suffering's good. It doesn't mean the suffering's just, right? We clearly know that the way God viewed the way his son Jesus Christ was treated by the structures of this world was wrong, right? We know it was sin. We know it was evil. But what he doesn't want us to see happen is that you and I, in trying to overturn or fight these structures, that we lose our character, that we forget that the first and foremost thing we are to do, which we talked about in 1 Peter, is we are to be holy as God is holy. Right? If Jesus, when he's being lied about, deals in lies, if Jesus, when he's being beaten, fights back in violence and kills, then Jesus' message is not the same message. And the way that his example broke through hardened hearts and opened them up to the gospel, that is an example that God wants us to use both in the structures of government and, in this case, in servitude. If we can rise up and show love and show peace show those fruits of the Spirit in the face of the darkness and hate that the world throws at us, that is us reflecting the example of Jesus Christ. Now, it's not to say that in doing that, that we can't peacefully fight those structures. It's not saying that we can't legally try to change those structures. In fact, we have a duty to do that. If you look at a verse like this, you can't take it in isolation. You have to go back and look at other ones that talk about justice, right? Many different verses in the Bible talk about the Christian's responsibility to justice. And so when we look at something like this, it's important for us to make sure that we're looking at the whole spectrum of what God's saying here. The big thing he is trying to draw out, both when he talks about government and when he talks about servitude, is this. Christians are not to be obsessed with the society they are in. We are to be above that society because we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Our primary passion, our primary concern, our primary work is to do God's work in building the kingdom and trying to bring the gospel to as many people as possible. And so what we're trying to do is when we are oppressed, when we are pushed down on, when we are persecuted, we don't turn into violent, hateful people, but rather we show the power of Christ, the love of Christ, and we respond to that evil with good. We respond to that dark with light. We respond to that hate with love.
and we allow those actions and that example to shine who Christ is and let the work be done. Our faith in salvation is not in the structures of the world. Our faith in salvation is in Jesus Christ and in God the Father and in the Holy Spirit that comes in us. That is where we have our hope. And so again, it's a, it's a, it's a fine balance, right? We peacefully, we lovingly, we lawfully push against these structures and try to change them, but we don't use our Christianity as a, a calling card to rebel and to overturn and to bring chaos. That is not what we are supposed to be. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I encourage you, especially on topics like this, don't let this be all of your study. Dig into the Word, read many passages, read many topics, bring all those pieces together and come up with a very nuanced understanding of what Christ is saying and what God's Word is saying. Thanks for being with us. May God bless you and may God use you. We will see you soon.